we use AI as part of that process to turn it from the book content into newsletter quality. We're essentially using the book as the basis for the content. We're using AI to help facilitate the process, but it becomes really simple just to really package it that way. And ultimately, we're consistently putting out content to our subscribers. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'd be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Paul McManus, the co-founder of More Clients, More Fun. He's helped over 500 financial professionals to write, publish, and market their books on LinkedIn. So this time, we're going to talk about how to start promoting it and using it to build your business. So welcome back, Paul. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank you for having me again. All right, so let's just get straight into it. So we've now written a book, uh, and if if you don't know why to write a book, go and check out that last podcast. But you have the book in your possession; it's written, it's good to go, it looks professional. Now, how do you get people to uh, download it, buy it, and what does it do for your business? Yeah, hundred percent. So I've been working with financial professionals since 2015, really around LinkedIn to help them. Even before I got, even before I started working with them on books. It's always been about how to use LinkedIn in an organic way to drive results, to drive more leads, more appointments, and more clients. For the clients that I've worked with, they sell what I would say is essentially the intangible, and the biggest barrier that they have is trust. I call it the trust barrier. Um, and so, as you said, if, you know, in the last episode, we dived into how a book um, is, is one of those tools I've discovered over time that really can create um, powerful positioning, authority marketing, and can help quickly overcome that trust barrier. And so the question becomes, well, I now have my book. What do I do with it, right? <laughs> and so that's where, you know, I think you can use a variety of tools to promote a book. Um, you know, honestly, even before we get into LinkedIn for the clients that I work with, the first thing I say is you have the book, go and share it with all of your existing clients. I mean, it becomes the ultimate referral tool, becomes the great way to engage your existing client base. And then once you've done that, then what's the next step? And LinkedIn just becomes for me a very natural platform for reasons that I'm sure we I'm sure that I'm sure that many people know, but I'll I'll restate a couple of them just for the benefit of the podcast. And so the most recent stats that I've collected here is that, um, and these might, and these actually might be a little bit outdated, but currently around 800 million users worldwide use LinkedIn. LinkedIn's the 18th most visited website in the United States. And for my clients and for a lot of people that deal with what I call high value clients, the two statistics that stand out is that 60% of LinkedIn users in the United States have an income of $100,000 plus and 41% of millionaires are active on LinkedIn. So for those reasons, LinkedIn becomes a great platform. All the strategies I've always done is always centered around organic. And so I've never really gotten into LinkedIn as a paid advertising platform. Um, And so what we'll be talking about today is really centered around how to really tap into it in an organic way once you have your book. Um, There, in my experience, there's five key strategies that I think today in 2023 are most effective for people to be able to promote their book and just more broadly to use LinkedIn to drive leads and appointments. Um, 
The first one I don't think is new. It's been around for a while, but it's essentially using direct messaging and automation specifically to both build your network of, of, of connections, as well as to essentially set up drip campaigns to be able to um, turn strangers into leads and leads into appointments. So that's number one. Um, number two, so LinkedIn posts, a lot of people that have a cursory knowledge of LinkedIn, or they maybe aren't, you know, haven't been doing it for years. The easiest way to engage in LinkedIn is to post content, just like any social media. And I'm a big believer in, I only like to expend energy and effort if there's a reward or if, if the effort is rewarded in a way that drives results. And so one of the things I see a lot of people doing that I think doesn't drive results is simply posting and maybe you get five, 10, 50, 100 impressions. But again, it's like, you know, is that really doing anything? And is that worth my time? And for me, the answer has always been no. Um, and so one of the things that I think that I recently rediscovered on LinkedIn um, that really has a, a great uh, disproportionate reward for the effort that you put in, in terms of posting, is polls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not polls for the sake of doing polls and, you know, and, and, and really the reason that polls are there. It's simply that when you do polls, because people engage with them, you know, everyone has an opinion, right? Um, everyone, if, you, if it's a well-crafted poll, people like to say yes, no, other, whatever it is. And as a result of that, you start seeing the visibility of your polls um, going, you know, quote unquote, viral, or at least significantly higher than if you were just simply posting other content. Um, and even if you don't have a ton of first degree connections, you can easily find relevant groups and start putting your poll into groups. Mm-hmm. And I have people that, you know, who, you know, get 10, 20, 30,000 uh, impressions on their polls. And of course, you know, why are we doing this? It's ultimately you create the visibility, you bring people back to viewing your profile. And as we talked about in the last session a bit, if you have a high value lead magnet, such as a book, of course, as they're coming back to your profile, you now have an opt-in and you bring them off of LinkedIn, ideally to a landing page, and then ideally into an email drip marketing campaign. So polls um, are one of my favorite types of um, ways to engage on LinkedIn today because of that disproportionate reward that you get. The next thing is thought leadership. And by that, by extension, I mean newsletters. And so have you have you done newsletters yourself, Mark? Yes, yes. I actually, on LinkedIn, I, I was uh, suggested by Josh Lee and he came on the okay. show and kind of talked about it. I was like, hey, I'll just bust out a newsletter, which made it so much simpler because I think when people think of newsletters, you think of, okay, I got to set up my MailChimp account, got to import all my emails, got to track that email, got to embed the code on my website, got to do all these things. And at the end of the day, you still have to make the stupid email campaign. So <laughs> I found with the LinkedIn, if you're a busy individual and you're like, you know what, I want to get some more engagement, but you don't want to go through the process of setting up all the junk. You could just post on there whenever you want, and LinkedIn does all the work for you. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan. Yeah, 100% exactly what you said. And 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 the point that I want to underscore here is that a newsletter on LinkedIn is different from, say, just a, a post or even an article. Um, and so an article is a standalone article. You know, you post it, it goes in the news feed, and you may or may not get visibility on it. But, but newsletters is another one of those things similar to polls that LinkedIn gives a disproportionate reward for what you do. And so as soon as you publish your first quote unquote newsletter, well, guess what? LinkedIn is going to proactively notify 
all of your connections that you have a newsletter. And what, what I've found for myself and for my clients is that 10, 20% of your connections, um, for whatever reason, decide to subscribe. And so, you know, I have, you know, 20, 20,000 LinkedIn connections. And so, you know, 10, 15% for me is like, I think just, I, I launched my newsletter you know, three months ago or so, and I already have 2,500 plus subscribers. Um, now, the cool thing about that is that, you know, to your point, LinkedIn does everything for you. So you don't have to be a digital marketing expert per se to, you know, to, to, to do this. You just need to have content really in order to be able to do it. And LinkedIn takes care of the rest. Um, what I find is that uh, LinkedIn, every time you post after that first time, every time you write a newsletter, um, immediately when you, when you publish, LinkedIn will proactively notify all of your then subscribers. And it will also send an email to all of your subscribers. And so for so so what I'm seeing, for example, you know, I've that 2,500 subscriber base, pretty much every newsletter that I write, I get about 900 views on the newsletter. And you know, if you compare that to email marketing, if you have a list of 2,500 people, for example, you know, and you're getting maybe, you know, I don't know the numbers, but it, it, it's not it's not a third of the people that are actually clicking and going on to your um, you know, your newsletter if you send out that way. So that's another one of those activities that disproportionately give you a higher rate of return for the investment and time that you do. Um, the next one I'll touch upon briefly is LinkedIn events. Um, LinkedIn events, um, they've been around for a few years, but what I love about LinkedIn events is that you can uh, essentially invite a thousand people per week to your event. And so the way that I do it, is I set up a LinkedIn event for roughly four weeks in the future. And then weekly, I have my team invite a thousand of my connections to it. And I'm seeing about a hundred out of that thousand people we invite, I'm seeing about a hundred people per thousand essentially registered. It's a soft registration. You know, it's not, you know, they aren't necessarily filling out information, but they're essentially raising their hand in the sense that they're expressing interest or saying, yes, I'm interested in this. And you're capturing that. And so, you know, every month or so I get 400 new leads that um, I can then proactively market to. So those are, to me, the tactics that are, uh, I think that's an overview, if you will, of the tactics that today I'm finding to be most effective on LinkedIn to really spread your message. And of course, in my case, in the way that I do this, it all ties back to ultimately the engine, which is the book that we get in place beforehand. And then we use these different tactics to both promote the book, but ultimately to drive more leads and more qualified appointments. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and I love how you leverage LinkedIn and the tools on LinkedIn because, you know, with all the platforms, not just LinkedIn, but all social media channels and, and apps in general, the more you use the tools within their system, the more you're kind of showing your commitment to that right. network and the more they'll boost that because they right. want to see active users and everybody needs content. And I think what's happening more and more is that those big companies are starting to realize like, oh crap, if we don't have the content, we're not going to be able to drive what I see as the next evolution of all apps, which is some kind of AI generative content, which yep. LinkedIn, you know, who's owned by Microsoft is on the forefront of that system. Definitely. Definitely. So I think so, that's, that makes so much sense. 
Yeah. And, and, and uh, let's see, I, I can go a couple different ways here. Do you want to talk about how AI and books or AI plays into this or, or what? Well, let's just what's talk different? about the co- the content that you actually put into your LinkedIn feed and your newsletter. Because for me, what I, I typically did in the past is I'd write a book and then I said, okay, well, I'm just going to break each one of these chapters or maybe even subtopics into articles that I didn't put on my newsletter. Is that the, right. the concept? That's hundred percent. it. And, 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 and so I, you know, like, myself and I think, you know, I'm probably pretty typical. It's like, okay, content's great, but you know, get busy, don't have time. What do I write about? Writer's block, et cetera, et cetera. And so going back to the approach of getting the book done first, and now it's okay. I have, you know, I have a, a track to run on, so to speak. And now it's simply a matter of going back there and diligently turning that book into newsletters, into articles, into topics and all these things. And the cool thing about it is because it's all captured, you know, this is something that you can easily outsource to someone then, right? So I don't, you know, so originally, you know, I'm, I'm writing my newsletter, but after a few times, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna just give this to my team. They can go to my book, they can put it in my voice. Um, and they now for me do a weekly newsletter. And so, you know, in my voice, it's my newsletter. It's really good quality because it's exactly my thoughts and ideas because it's all from my book. Um, and of course we use um, AI as part of that process to turn it from the um, book content into newsletter quality. Um, but yeah, we're, we're essentially using the book as the basis for the content. We're using AI to help facilitate the process, but it becomes really simple um, just to really package it that way. And ultimately we're consistently putting out content to our subscribers. I love that. Well, and it's all tied to a cohesive system that's already been created. And I think that's the big benefit of of doing the book in the first place. Because I think I I wrote an article, I want to say like 10 years ago, and it was specifically for fitness trainers because I was in the <laughs> fitness industry. I said, hey, all of you should have a book because if you don't have a book, then you're going to be throwing up whatever you yep. feel like every day or whatever's yep. trending or whatever's whatever, but you're not building the brand image and you're not building yep. a cohesive uh, kind of picture of what you could provide people. And so the only benefit you could get from it is that immediate benefit of that one post. And that one post is going to take you forever. And, you know, yep. we talk about articles, but what you could do with a book too is take out all the stats from the book and go onto Canva, plug it into, you know, a couple charts. Now you got all these graphics and you have carousels and you have all the stuff that's still related to the book, but maybe yep. took you five minutes to make. And now you have something for Instagram and, you know, everything else you want to do. So I I love it. Hey everyone. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast for a special announcement. If you're listening to this podcast because you want to become a better marketer, then I want to share with you what I believe to be the most comprehensive digital marketing program on the market today. It's called the digital marketing mastery certification. You'll learn to leverage the tools and channels to predictably and profitably drive awareness, leads, sales, and referrals. Everything you need to know to become a true master of digital marketing. We'll take an in-depth look at the core digital marketing competencies, including content, email, social media, community, digital advertising, data and optimization, and more. After earning your digital marketing strategy certificate, you'll have the tools to effectively reach your target audience through a full scope marketing strategy. Get started today at digitalmarketing.com slash strategy cert. Yeah, and, you know, and just building out from that, you know, the same thing, going back to the, the things I was mentioning. So, you know, if we start with the um, direct message campaign and automation, well, guess what we're talking about? We're talking, you know, you know, I mean, no one likes to get sold to and, you know, LinkedIn direct messaging, you know, can be seen as a little bit spammy, you know, especially done the wrong way. That being said, it's also a great tool. 
Um, I think if you do it the right way, so it's really, you know, are you targeting correctly and what's the ask? And so what I find is a great ask is simply, you know, hey, you know, if I'm targeting, say, business owners, for example, um, or financial professionals, I guess is my better example for me. If I'm targeting financial professionals, it's like, hey, I just wrote a book about how financial professionals can, you know, grow their practice by writing, publishing and marketing a book. I'd love to give you a complimentary copy. You know, mm. if you're interested, here is the link. And so it's a very short, concise message, but it's also very magnetic because if I'm on the receiving end of that, you know, I don't have to jump on a phone call right away to figure out, you know, what you want to sell me, which, you know, few people are interested in, but we're all, it's very curiosity driven. And, you know, I mean, I mean, it's curiosity driven. It gives them a chance to click, go to landing page, which of course is a lot more extensive in terms of messaging. Um, but ultimately what we want to do is to get them to opt in for the book and then move them to a drip email marketing campaign that they have opted into. And of course, all of the um, emails that go into it, again, are premised on the content of the book. So the whole process is seamless. And then that helps drive people, the right people, when the timing's right for them to, um, to schedule the call. Um, going back to that, um, a couple of things that we currently do in terms of um, delivering the book, it's in three different ways. And so I, mean, I think we talked about this maybe a little bit last time, but um, first and foremost, we published to Amazon. Um, we do it as a physical paperback copy, um, but we also do what's called a flip book. And so a flip book, mm. have you seen those before? It, no. it, it's, it's different from a PDF in the sense that it's almost like uh, it, you know, it comes up and it, and it, it almost basically is like oh, yeah, yeah. you kind of like flip through almost it. like an app. You just go, yeah. So yeah, you know, I used to use Issue. I don't know. I-S-S-U-U.com. That's actually where I would publish my magazine when I had oh, a magazine. Okay. Yeah. people could flip through it. You can embed it. It's pretty neat. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, so, so, so I mean, it, it catches people's attention. I mean, I don't know that I would want to read a full book that way, but essentially <laughs> it allows you to deliver on the promise, which is, hey, opt in, I'm going to send you my book. And the cost of doing that is, you know, close to zero. Um, now, once someone's opted in, what we're also getting into now is audiobooks. Um, and the way that we want to deliver our audiobooks that I do and I recommend is not as a paid for thing because the books that we write are not meant to make money in and of themselves. They're essentially high value lead magnets. And at the end of the day, we want people to show interest, but more importantly, consume the content. Um, and so I just released my own audiobook in the past month and it's you know, start to finish. It's 80, 80 minutes. Um, hmm. You know, 80 minutes, I think is a reasonable ask for someone to listen to, especially if they're um, genuinely interested in the information. Um, and that can also be delivered from free. Once someone opts in, they get from the email campaign, you know, here's the flip book, here's the um, audio book. If you want to, you know, buy the book, you can go to Amazon or whatever. Um, but the whole thing is set up where there's essentially very little cost in delivering this. But you completely, and I, I think I picked up this word from Ryan Dice, that indoctrination. I mean, that, that's the right word, right? You, oh, yeah. you, completely, you completely indoctrinate the person prior to the first time they ever show up on your calendar. Mm. And so, you know, my sales cycle, you know, is essentially one call, max two calls, but rarely two calls because, you know, as long as they've read the book, listened to the book and they schedule a call with me, they know enough. And so I can sell, you know, high value, you know, ticket items, um, you know, that can be $15,000, $20,000 and essentially a 15, 30 minute call because mm. they've gone through this process. 
Uh, I love that, you know, that kind of pre-qualification, the indoctrination, and it just makes the, you know, if you think of it, if you do it right, then when people finally get on a call with you, it's like they're talking to a celebrity and you're the celebrity, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I've downloaded your stuff. And you're like, yeah, put that up yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah, no, and, 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 and I'm glad that you said that because that, that builds off of it. So another reason um, for the book um, is, is is that very thing. It's the status, it's the authority. It's that, you know, if, if you write a white paper, I don't know that there's a lot of status or, or celebrity or, you know, associated with that. It's like, wow, you are the person that wrote that white paper. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in more technical <laughs> industries they'd be like oh yeah sure, sure. you know <laughs> but, but but for you know in, in our western culture we'll say you know going back thousands of years um, just like with public speaking you know with authorship because it's seen as being difficult to do and few people do it and most people aspire to do it you know when you actually achieve it and you put it out there there is that status bump that you get as a result and so again going back to your what you said is that when the person does get the book, read the book, shows up on your calendar, you know, you're not seen as a quote unquote salesperson, you're seen as a, as an educator, as a teacher, as all those things that you want to be seen as and positioned correctly so that now you can have a, you know, you've, you've broken through the trust barrier. You're now having a conversation with a highly interested, uh, motivated, pre-educated prospect. And really at this point, it's just a matter of, okay, what are the next steps? You know, the logistical questions, is this a good fit, et cetera. No. Well, and another kind of side benefit of all this stuff that you put together, you put together the book, you put together the newsletter, you got the drip campaign, you got the landing page, the perception of the people who go through that whole process. They're usually really impressed that you have your craft together because most people don't. And especially in the field of like, you know, being a business professional, everybody aspires to have their craft together like that. <laughs> so they appreciate it. Well, you know, no, you know, it's like, cause I, you know, I'm selling my crap to people who want similar crap. Right. And I say that tongue in cheek, but you know, you're exactly right. It's like, wow, if, if I could do the same thing, because I know the pain points of my, of my ideal clients and my, and my prospects. And so I know that one of the pain points they have is, you know, they're, they're commoditized. Um, typically they're seen as always, you know, chasing and trying to sell and, you know, too pushy and all these different things. And so when I, demonstrate myself through my own system how a book and LinkedIn and this you know seamlessly moves the person from complete stranger to you know on the calendar ready to buy I mean it's like I want that <laughs> how, oh, how, can yeah. I, how can I get that and implement that into my own business yeah they dream of it you know or what's happened is they tried to do it and they're yeah. like well I tried to do it and it was so difficult and I spent tens of thousands of dollars and I still didn't like finish it. And so you put that together. So that's, you know, it really elevates you in a bunch of different ways, just because the process itself looks like magic, you know, yeah. and that's, and I always tell people the reason why we're all impressed, like, even if you're not in marketing or branding or any of these things, you always know brands that have their crap together. Cause you'll say yeah. like, what's your favorite brand? They'll be like Apple or uh, Nike or Tesla or whatever it is, but it's because those are brands that have their craft together. And even, uh, you know, as humans, I think subconsciously, we're always looking for patterns. And when we see a pattern and we see it kind of, uh, you know, spelled out, especially over multiple mediums, we're impressed by it. We're like, oh man, you just must have, you know, this, this vision and this capacity that I can't even dream of. And so even if, you know, if you're not a marketer, it still elevates you as the person who owns this system. And now you're the guy or the girl who has, you know, the answers that they want 
and they trust you and they're ready to buy and you didn't have to do anything. But no. you, you dealt the work in the front end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 hundred <laughs> percent. That's fantastic. Now I will say that, you know, a lot of times when I talk about like repurposing content, people are like, well, I don't want to share the same content on the network, or I don't want to share the same content that's in the book because people will read the article and then they'll realize that I just cut and paste it from the book and then they'll have a bad perception of me. And I always tell people like, no, like nobody's going to call you out on that. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's an interesting point because, because I, because I used to repurpose the heck out of stuff and this is before AI and, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, extra ingenuity that went into it is pure repurposing. But now with AI, I mean, you know, I, I use, and I'd love to get your take on this. So, um, you know, we're obviously both familiar with chat GPT. Um, and I pretty much use GPT-4 because of the long form, um, for long form content, I find GPT-4 has better reasoning and quality. And so I pretty much do everything in there, but the ability to say, take a chapter from your book and actually create 10 unique, highly engaging, interesting blog posts or newsletter articles or emails from that, that is truly unique content. It's the same core, core concept, but it's actually fresh new content, but it can be done in, you know, I want to say five, 10, 15 minutes per article is, is just... It's just, it's, just, it's just a completely different game than it was pre-chat GPT. Because before, you're right. I mean, it'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to take, I'm going to copy, I'm going to paste, and I'm going to repurpose. Whereas now, it's like, no, it's like, you know, it's like, if, I mean, if, if anything, it's interesting because as I get better at GPT-4, you know, my, 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 my quality standards are going up. It's like, now it's mm -hmm. like, if I'm not like writing at the level of Stephen King, then there's something wrong with me. Right. It's like, I want to have, you know, I'm, I'm just using it as a reference, but I want to have, you know, I want, I want to make the person laugh, cry, entertain them, move them to action. And it just becomes this fun game. But you know, the, the, the core basis of the content is already developed in the book, but now it's just in all these different variety of creative ways, it's getting it out there and putting it on social media, LinkedIn in this case, same thing for the polls. And so, um, you know, the, the way that I don't do polls is that I don't just say, you know, question, yes, no, or whatever. I take the same content, same chapter, and I put it through GPT-4, and I turn it into essentially a mini blog post mm -hmm. that then naturally leads into the question and then the yes, no. And so then that way, you know, I'm getting, you know, I would say a degree of virality. And it's not just people answering the thing, but, you know, the whole content is in there, yeah. um, which, you know, further strengthens the brand. I mean, and I think you were just bringing up some great points is that, you know, people um, are impressed by, and I think respect and are attracted to brands that sh demonstrate that they have their stuff together because mm -hmm. it's cohesive. It's not just today I'm throwing this up against the wall and tomorrow I'm throwing that up against the wall. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's very well presented. I mean, the, the book as well, I mean, what, what I love about this, it really creates discipline because I think, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, we probably are a little bit, you know, not scatterbrained, but we probably are a little bit. Um, We're scatterbrained. Squirrel. <laughs> like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Right. Whereas, you know, it's like it, it grounds you in, in what the messaging is. And ultimately, what I love is that it creates the ability to delegate it and outsource it, but to have it done at a high level so that, no. you know, you're, you're not losing the quality but you're able to deliver consistently deliver on it without necessarily having to be part of the um, you know the ongoing 
um, work that's involved. Exactly. Well, yeah, I know we're talking about articles a lot, but you'd easily take that same written content, turn it into a script for short form or long form videos. You could yep. have it be a, a topic that you could interview somebody about on a podcast, or you yep. could literally just recite it as a podcast and you sound super intelligent. And at the end of it, you say, oh yeah. And by the way, this is actually just one concept in my book, my 500 page book that goes into super detail and blah, 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 blah. And so you just seamlessly led from organic content into you know, the sales pitch or at least the lead pitch. And it doesn't feel forced. And people will be like, well, if you like this content, here's a bunch of connected content. And this is just one of five points that I make in chapter three. And then you're, you're telling people you're an author. You're telling people that this is just a, a sliver of the benefit that you could get from reading the book. And now you connect it to the book. And we actually use that same concept for our certification. Sometimes we'll literally take a lesson straight out of a cert and we'll publish it for free on YouTube and then say, this is an excerpt from our 80 video certification. So if you want to see the rest of it, if you like this content, we teach an entire system surrounding it. And now we didn't have to do a bunch of front end content generation and it's related and it's relevant and you, it checks all the boxes and you didn't have to work a ton. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 you know, um, I don't want to go off, off of track to the, the, um, what we're talking about, but, um, to me, I'm, I'm now in your, your, your second iteration of your AI bootcamp, mm-hmm. which I love. And to me, I'm excited about the future. I mean, I, I know that probably, there's, there's, there's two camps there, right? There's the, this is going to, you know, make me less valuable, less relevant camp. And then there's the, holy shit, I can, I can make, you know, do so much more at so much more value, get paid that much better and, you know, aspire to be the next, you know, billionaire class, you know, that's been built around, around this. And so I'm, I'm fully in the, this is exciting stuff camp. And, um, you know, I mean, just the ability for anyone that maybe is listening to this and, you know, think, you know, especially if they deal with what I would call high value clients, you know, ones that are based on, you know, really on trust and, and um, building that trust with a complete stranger. Um, you know, I really do encourage them to go back and listen to our first episode that we did, you know, a month or so ago where we talk about the book in and of itself. But then from there, as you're looking for ways to get it out there, um, LinkedIn's a fantastic platform. It's not the only platform because, you know, now you can build upon it. You know, now that you have the system in place, it's, you know, where else can I put this out there? Do I do paid advertising on Facebook? Do I do, you know, paid webinars, whatever it is? No, and that, that's that's a great point too. And I think for the, you know, the AI stuff, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, we all have these big ideas in our heads and we all want to do these things. But then when it comes to the technical execution of those, we've always been kind of stopped. Like you have an idea for a book, but you don't have the time to write the book. You don't have the experience to write book. Uh, you want to shoot this video, but you don't have the technical expertise to create the video and blah, blah, blah. So what the technology is actually doing is just breaking down all these barriers and all these uh, restrictions to content being released and giving everybody the tools to do it instantly. So your service and the stuff that you do is is not... You know, because a lot of people are like, well, it's AI doing all the work. It's like, no, the, the stuff that you're doing is an expansion of your original concepts. It's your ideas. Yeah. It's just finally done because you never would have done it yourself. <laughs> it's 100%. That, yeah. No, I, I, I was meeting with a, a, a client, a, a new client today, um, and we're going to help him write his book. And, you know, as part of our discovery call today, um, we discovered that he has like a eight hours of content that he does in live workshops. And one of his goals is to be able to 
essentially package up his 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 workshop and put it into a book. So I'm like, okay, well, this is what we're gonna do over the next four calls that we're doing is we're just gonna have you present your book to us. We're gonna record this, we're gonna transcribe this, and then we're gonna simply use AI as a tool to rapidly turn that spoken word, which is 100% his content, his ideas, his thoughts, his beliefs, and all those things, but we're gonna rapidly take that into a very highly polished book that in six to 12 weeks, he's gonna be able to put out in the marketplace and derive enormous value from. Yeah, I'm sure that's just music to your ears. You're like, well, I did give an eight hour workshop and you're like, ah, we're done. Okay, we're good. (laughs) Because the opposite is, it's like, so um, what do you, you know, what are your ideas for the book? Uh... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that's why I always tell people, I'm like, you know, what's going to happen moving into the future is not that you're going to, you know, stop having to have ideas because all, you know, if people want general answers, they want general information. Yeah. They can go generate anything they want themselves. What they want is somebody with expertise, experience, and a system that they could now implement. Because really what I see the future of content being is that it'll be generated based on the user preferences, but it still has to be generated off of something. And so the something is your system, your approach, your formula for taking care of problems. And then that'll be used by AI and whatever tools in order to connect with your, uh, you know, viewer, the audience that you want to get to. But at the end of the day, it's still your ideas and it's still your expertise and it still needs you. So I think that's, I always like to, you know, uh, relieve people of that kind of stress of like, oh, they're never going to need me again. It's like, oh no, they'll still need you. (laughs) It'll be fine. (laughs) Well, and, and for the person that, that really has ideas and that really, you know, you know, I don't want to say intellectual, I mean, that's, but just someone who is, you know, has, has thought through these ideas, has content, has, you know, a well-defined point of view. I mean, this is the best time to be alive because, you know, this is the time where you can actually take that and package it in so many different ways that are useful. Um, it's, it allows you to go deeper because, you know, you're getting rid of some of the laborious chores of, you know, the mechanics and having to figure out, you know, the grammar and, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not a writer, but you know, it's like all that stuff is gone. It's, but you can take what's in your head. And if you have well thought out, well-formed ideas, I mean, this is the best time ever to be alive, I think. No, I, I think so too. I think it's, it's all these restrictions that we kind of had from, you know, the, the barrier between getting stuff in our head out to other people has always been there and we've never been able to kind of cross it until now. You know, actually the, the way to cross it is to learn how to write like Stephen King, learn how to present, learn how to speak, learn how to do all these things. And and for most people, you know, it's not their fault that they're lazy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're all lazy, you know. It's uh, but some of us take that extra effort to build the skills to finally communicate. And that's why art's always been, I've always been a fan of art because essentially what it's doing is taking some concept that's in a person's head and displaying it to the world. You're sharing an idea and now you don't have those barriers. So I think your service is fantastic. I think uh, your advice is, you know, again, something I've been telling people for over a decade. Uh, And so I always recommend people write a book. Like, just get the stuff down. It will make your whole life better and simpler. And you could use it for your social media campaigns and your email campaigns and your website content and your whatever the heck you want. Now you have everything together and it was one project and they could have you do it. So it's not even that hard. So how do people uh, hire you to write their next book? Yeah, um, easiest way is to go to our website, which is www.moreclientsmorefun.com. 
Um, and from there, you can get a, you can opt in for a comp complimentary copy of my book. Um, of course, our system, you're going to be put into our email campaign and we're going to seamlessly market to you until you raise your hand and reach out to me and we have a nice conversation. <laughs> nice. Well, this is fantastic. I, I love what you're doing, Paul. And I, I think your your market is perfect for it because I think that's, uh, you know, when you're talking about money management and you're talking about, you know, people's life savings and stuff. I mean, nobody wants to go like, oh, he looks good online or she looks good online and I, I'll try it out. Like, no, it's too big of a decision. So you want to trust somebody who's thought about it, it and it, you help people yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, 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 it's one of those decisions, I mean, you know, that really genuinely requires a level of trust and faith in the person that you're working with for a variety of reasons. And so it's, it's one of the highest trust purchases you can make. And for that reason, you, you have to have a system and credibility especially in the online sphere. I mean, it's one thing, you know, if you're working locally and it's like, hey, we're both in the Chamber of Commerce and we both go to the Rotary Club and we've known each other for 20 years. You know, that that's one thing. But if you're in the online space and you have a bazillion competitors who are claiming similar things, you have to elevate your, your, thought, leader, your thought leadership and allow people the opportunity to get to know you, your beliefs and resonate with that. And then they decide, okay, this is a good fit for me. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're doing a great job with that. So thank Thanks. you so much for coming back on the show, Paul. Yeah, uh, again, again, if uh, you haven't listened to the first episode, definitely recommend you do that. We talk about why you should write a book, the benefits of writing a book, the process of writing a book and Paul's, uh, you know, help 500 people do it so he can help you too. So for more content like this, please tune in again. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.